Yeah, if you haven't seen it by now, you're one of like the five people because this made so much money. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this year, Marvel is skipping San Diego Comic-Con, Mike. Ah, yet again, yet again. So why even go, huh? I don't even know, (laughs) just skip it. Uh, We are Venom, Mike. We are Venom? Is that a question mark? It's a statement (laughs) with an upward inflection on the end. And uh, Movie Pass's golden days are over, Mike. I'm sorry to tell you. And more. balloons. Yeah. Yeah, so just a public service announcement for the next two weeks of the podcast. We will be doing a spoiler-free uh, versions uh, where we won't be talking about Infinity War in great detail. Or its we ramifications. Course, yeah, we of course are going to talk about it. I mean, we're going to talk about box office. We're going to talk about other things that don't involve spoilers around this movie. But you got about, if you haven't seen it yet, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you like one weekend leeway. Just because, uh, you know, there's things out there. People, We got moms and dads that listen to this show. You know, you got like soccer games and whatnot. You can't always drag your kids where you need to drag them. You know, people got busy lives. And, you know, since I am probably um, not as sympathetic as I should, we'll throw an extra week onto that. So this week's episode and next week's episode will be spoiler-free for Infinity War. So just do your damnedest to go see it because... Uh, you're going to be doing yourself a favor because you don't mm-hmm. want to. You don't want it spoiled. It's how many it's times a, have you seen it? Quite a movie. Uh, I have seen it a second time. I just got back from my second viewing. Okay. Uh, my first viewing, I saw how I see all of movies that I want to see. I just saw normal, two dimensional, flat screened Thursday night showing. But today I went to 3D IMAX, which my peripheral vision will never be the same because we were we bought the tickets a little late so we were like three or four rows from the front so we were like i felt like i was literally in the movie it was intense but (laughs) really funny is when you're that close to an imax screen and it's 3d and you have seen the movie already you know usually you feel like you're free to kind of look around the screen a little bit more you know look into the background looking for easter eggs i don't have to super concentrate on the one character that's like talking on the screen so when that happens like this movie is converted into 3d after the fact so that just means a bunch of rotoscope artists went in and traced a bunch of stuff frame by frame you know more power to them but when you're that close to the screen sometimes you can see a little bit of the mistakes like you can see some of the hair that wasn't clipped just right and like i swear out of the corner of my eye like i saw like a part of captain america's cheek like went missing for like two seconds but like i don't know if it actually was there um and also when you're that close you can see like practical things that they didn't get a chance to fix um you know no spoilers but there's obviously scenes with gamora in this movie because she's in the trailers the guardians are in. we've well, already movie. said captain america and every, just start <laughs> naming characters they're all in here yeah so i noticed like they get in really close to her and especially with the screen you can see a little bit of green paint on the collar of the points of her jacket and i was just like i would never see this on a normal screening so mm-hmm. if you want to see literally every detail of infinity war upgrade to the front row of an imax screen in 3d and you will see literally everything so it was a fun ride doing this in this dimension well, i would never i would never do it for an initial screening i think you got to kind of almost go in uh plain vanilla 2d and then upgrade later on for other viewings but Chris, well, what about you? Have you how many times have you seen it now? Uh, just just once. Um, I 
had to make some uh, concessions to go on a oh, Thursday no. night. We had to have people over this weekend. So ah, damn it. Socializing yeah. ruins everything. Yeah. So I was only once and that, and that's fine. I, I would actually like to see it on a um, weekday uh, just to, mm-hmm. rather than a weekend, maybe get a little more breathing room uh, in there. And um, I, I'm excited to go back again, but just once uh, just for people who have seen it, if you have seen it already, yeah. there are online versions of this movie. <laughs> but do not make that your first experience watching this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. You're just hurting yourself. Can, can I throw out one more PSA before we kind of like jump into the meat of the show? You say whatever you want to say, Mike. It's All our right. show. <laughs> one more PSA. I mean, the runtime of this movie has been out there for a while. It's not a short movie. It's not the longest movie I've ever been in, but you're committing time to it. So when you're taking kids of a certain age to this movie, by the end of it, they're going to get restless. You know, even all of the action on the screen will just become dull to them, just like teenage Groot. Everything is dull to him in this movie. Uh, So uh, the end of this movie is very intense. Like there's literally parts where the whole audio soundtrack drops out, and that is just the worst time I want to hear your kid down at the end of the row start like asking questions or like gabbing or just, you know, just wanting to do anything but watch this movie. So maybe consider length and run times of these movies and how important this movie is to people that are seeing it. You know, if, if you just, if you have kids and literally the only way you can see it is with them, like try like an AM showing or something. Like do people around you a favor. Like we had some noisy people in our row. Luckily it was the second time I had seen this movie. So it didn't really bother me that much, but felt bad for the, the people next to me that had to go through it. So PSA, like you might have the most well-behaved kids ever, but after two hours of anything, they're going to want to change. They're going to want to get out of that theater and see some sunlight. So that's my, my last PSA of this episode. Okay. Well, we'll see about that. It's still early. <laughs> I mean, that's your first PSA of the episode, Mike. We can't hold anything back now. Oh, geez, no. <laughs> oh, no, not even. So we'll, we'll talk more about the, your, your experience in a second. I've got to give a, a shout-out to superfan Alan Toller, uh, listener of the show. Uh, he stopped by this weekend. I had an old arcade cabinet. didn't work. Nothing was in it. He came, and uh, he's a really handy guy. knows welding, knows carpentry. He's going to fix it up for himself. And so I, I handed it off, handed the torch off, if you will, to him. Oh, and, nice. And he got to come in and see the office and, and, and where the recording happens and all the pop vinyls. And uh, he just he just kept make, making it sound like, you know, to him, I mean, we're celebrities. And I'm like, no, we're just normal people <laughs> talking. He, he thought we were by each other every week as well. So, that, I mean, that's well, really that- cool. That's the magic that we try to keep up. Like we do this, we do this show uh, in our free time and on a budget, but we do our best to make it sure it sounds as professional as possible. So yeah. that is a big compliment. I appreciate. Yeah, that. I mean, it's just so humbling. So thank you, Alan, for coming in and, and getting the stuff and uh, just just you know letting us know that we're doing a good job because you know sometimes you just don't hear that all the time in in the podcast world. Yeah, and shout out to uh, Sean out there, our uh, I would say yeah. our number one fan out there on YouTube. He's out there, he's listening, uh, he checked out our review, and he he's like our most critical fan, so I'm always looking out for him to like say he hates us about something, so everything went smooth on our Infinity War uh, review with him, so we have pleased Sean out there on YouTube. That's so. right, uh, <laughs> yeah, Sean is the YouTube guy, you want it up, I mean, he, he liked our review, you said keep up the good work, Mike. I mean, Ooh, that feels good, just wait until Aquaman comes out. I think he usually doesn't like it when we're when we're 
a little too critical over there, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. Yeah, I mean, thanks for everybody who's listening. Thanks to everyone who's sitting in the reviews or talked to me after they saw the movie or, or wanted to know my thoughts beforehand. I mean, it's just it's just awesome that this movie this movie's bringing a lot of people together, Mike. I think a lot of people yeah. are going out and seeing it. Uh, one of my friends, I know he doesn't listen, but um, he went and saw the movie, and he said it was easy to follow even if he hadn't seen 90% of the movies. See, I told you, Chris, I I said, if you haven't seen any of these movies, just go see it because it's just a fun time. There's lots of uh, punching and explosions. So there you go. So one one person has passed the test. Yeah, he did. Uh, Other than that, I don't have much else on the on the news front here. Um, Other than I just want to brag, I got my first Mewtwo and Pokemon Go today. No big deal. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you were like, oh, it's okay if you want to go see Infinity War again today. I have a Pokemon Go raid to go to, so I'm going to be busy while you're doing that. So we were doing incredibly nerdy things today. That's right. But other than that, we've already talked about Infinity War. Let's just go ahead and jump into the news for Infinity War because that's (laughs) – I mean, there's not a lot of news. I don't want to ruin it. we got to get into the other things. So um, a review episode for Infinity War is now live, in case you didn't know. Um, you can go, if you're subscribed to us, it's in the feed. You can head over to YouTube and get it there. Subscribe, look, search us up anywhere. Apple podcasts, uh, iTunes on the desktop, Google play music everywhere. Mike says at the end of the show, you can find it. <laughs> That's right. So you can go to this, um, there's spoiler free for like the first like 10, 12 minutes. Uh, there's a time code. So you can, if you start listening to it on accident, you will not be ruined. I promise. Yes. That's true. Um, but just for our review, Mike, if people were like, hey, do we like it? Do we not like it? What, what are we going to tell them right now? I mean, I think the best way I like to tell people uh, how I enjoyed this movie was it was literally jaw-dropping. You know, you see that on movie posters sometime, and they, like, quote some sort of critic from some random magazine you never heard of, or even worse, some random user on Twitter gets their day in the sun, and they get put on a movie poster. Uh, But it wasn't just like, oh, that was a good movie. Someone said it was jaw-dropping. No, my jaw literally drops in this movie. It is intense. It is hilarious. Like, watching it the second time, the the jokes are just as good the second time. It's just fun. Uh, It's just, it's everything we've been waiting for these last Mm. 10 years, and you will not be disappointed. I would be hard pressed to find somebody that was disappointed by this who, who movie. Is anyone who's already <laughs> a fan of any of the movies and then is disappointed. Yeah. Actually, walking out of the movie today, I said to uh, who I, I went with a friend named Jose, and I said I told him I was like, this would be really interesting to talk to somebody who watched this movie who has never seen any of the other movies. I would love to hear someone's impression that just has no context on what's going on, talk to them about the ending. And um, so I don't know if we're going to find any of those people on this podcast because that would be crazy. I don't know who listens to us that doesn't watch any of these superhero movies. It's the whole reason the show exists. So, uh, But Chris, yeah, I love it. Huge recommendation. Still can't quite rank it. I don't know if it'll ever get really ranked in my opinion. It's just such a different type of beast. Mm. But Chris, how did you feel about the movie? Well, Spoiler I, free, of course. I mean, I, to me, I think it's says something if Mike sees a movie twice it's mm-hmm. usually good that's that's how you know Mike, <laughs> Mike's Mike's up on it I'd say he's great I, I don't think it's the culmination of 10 years but like you you talk about this is kicking off the next year for us um, waiting for the the whatever the Avengers 4 is um, mm-hmm. and that's even more exciting because like you you mentioned Game of Thrones the next to last episode has all the action and the last one pays off so <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's, that's where we're at it is great it's awesome Want to go see again? There, I mean, I was cheering in the movie theater. I mean, I don't normally bother the people I'm with beside me, but I was tapping on their shoulders, like, "Oh my God, can you see this? Uh, this is really <laughs> happening." So, I, I, you have you have to watch it in the theater. Um, again, I, I I gotta ask you, Mike, did IMAX 
make a difference on what you saw on the screen compared to your first time? Yeah, I mean, actually, it did. It was a, it was a fun experience. Um, I like seeing it in different formats on the second or third time because I get I get you know I get all the different angles. Uh, yeah, I would recommend the biggest, loudest format you can. You know, since I was really close to the screen and since it was really loud around me, I couldn't hear a lot of the audience reaction. Um, but there, there are several key moments in this movie that even if you're in some sort of crazy Dolby Atmos, like speakers right up against your earlobes type of theater, you can still like hear that critical moment when uh, a certain mystery character comes in or somebody appears over here. I'm trying to be very vague, but yeah, there's just key moments in this movie that I'm glad to hear the same audience type of reaction. So cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. It's a good time. I look forward to going back this week. So, uh, we'll be talking more about it next week. But the thing is, Mike. Here we go, buddy. Here we go. You think it made any money? <laughs> it made the it most money, money, Mike. The, yeah. <laughs> the, big, the bigliest money in, in all of movie theaters. All the money. <laughs> so right now, I mean, it's not closed up on Sunday yet, but right now it is, I think it's, what, $250 million? Is that right? Yeah, I think so, uh, which tops. I need to double check uh, that number because. Which it it's tops. It's the bigger than all Star Wars. It's the biggest yes. one ever. Because so, I believe Force Awakens topped off yeah, at like two forty-seven, I believe. Yeah, they're 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 guesstimating two fifty. Um, a lot of people are over two hundred fifty million. Disney's kind of on the back end of that, but they're just being modest because they always are. Um, so it is the highest opening weekend ever. I don't think it had the highest Thursday, but it had the biggest superhero Thursday, uh, which was previously held by I believe the Dark Knight. So, mm-hmm. um, that's really cool to know that internationally i think is the most impressive number it is 630 million dollars internationally that's over a hundred million more than the next movie behind it which i think was like fate of the furious or fast seven one of those movies yeah i think that's what it is but it is not open in china or russia yet two of the largest markets this is without china even bumping it up so we are yeah looking at over a billion dollars before this weekend and China's like May 11th. So yeah, this is, this is pretty crazy. I mean, the only question I had about this movie going into it, uh, performance wise is I was curious if it was going to get the biggest opening weekend. So now that it has almost with, it seems like ease, like if I feel like it wasn't a fight to get up there, you know, now I'm curious what it's going to go on to achieve after that. Like, even if you add up all of its uh, total earnings, it's already almost in the top 100 of all of movies of all time. Uh, it's like just like I think it's like maybe like 115 or something like that. Like it's almost cracked that list and just on its like first weekend. Like really the, the only downside is it does have to compete with the summer. You know, Deadpool's just a few weeks away. There's going to be other big budget movies mm-hmm. that's going to that's going to de- demand attention from other audiences, but I just think the re- the reaction, the crowd reaction from this movie is just so strong. You want to go see it twice, you want to go see it a third time, and you want to go see it bigger and better and then you're telling everybody that they have to go see it or it's going to get spoiled. So, it, you know, I'm just what I'm I'm really curious what the limit of yeah. this movie is going to end up being. Well, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. I've got some estimates on Deadpool opening up and and because it's different, it's an R-rated movie, it doesn't have the the same market. Um just uh-huh. at a guess, but I mean, I think for the month it's going to run, it's going to be fantastic. I think we're going to yeah. see 
record numbers throughout. Yeah, also totally different budget. I mean, Infinity yeah. War, I, I think the rumored budget was, what was like $500 million? After, like after marketing, it was 500 yeah. yeah, Yeah, that's like, that's a ridiculous amount of money on one movie. So uh, And they got yeah, my money so, on the pop vinyl, so I mean, they've already oh, yeah. made it back. You know they did. And I saw some people buying those like collector's cups at the movie theater. Oh, yeah. That I'm sure they spent like $20 on. And then they like threw them away. I saw a couple like Spider-Man head lids like in the garbage. I was like, you know how much that cup cost you? Mike's over there digging them out trying to sell them on eBay. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. Lightly used popcorn bucket from from Avengers. So Yeah, uh, there you go. I mean, without going into this for for the whole episode because we've already done one of those. I mean, uh, Infinity War is smashing records, smashing expectations. And as uh, Nigel Thornberry would say, it's just smashing. So <laughs> that's a that's a '90s reference for you. Uh, let's move on to some uh, news that might make your blood boil a little bit, Mike. Uh, Ooh, let's hear it. Overall, Movie Pass has stopped multiple viewings of films on all plans, including Infinity War, on the eve of Infinity War. Oh my gosh! And is this also for people that just have already had the service for a while? The, the terms like of service new? for everyone changed to no more oh, multiple man. viewings of any movie. You know, my favorite movie critic out there uh, is a man by the name of Dan Merle, and I follow him uh-huh. uh, quite close on Twitter. Dan the man. And he likes the and he King. likes to he likes to refer to Movie Pass as a great experiment. You know, he basically he had he's also a Movie Pass holder. He's like one of the biggest critics, but one of the. One of the he's most passionate proponent. about it. That's what. Yeah, that's what he's we one like of the most proponent users. So it's just like, I think you just when you have a movie pass, you just have to know that nothing is set in stone. At some point in time, you're going to get screwed over. So just get the value that you can out of it. If you don't think it's a value, just don't don't get it. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Like if you don't think you can, if you don't think you can beat movie pass at its own game, there's no reason to have one. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I never got one because I know my time. Like the ability to watch movies versus my time to watch movies is it, they don't match up, um, mm-hmm. and I would have loved to have it. But it sounds like, as Dan said, we're in phase two of movie fast pass experiment, where it's all downhill. Um, <laughs> even the CEO has got after the support for movie pass was like, yeah, we're gonna bring back uh, one ticket per day offering. The CEO was like, yeah, it probably won't return because the company Helios, who owns it, recorded a hundred fifty point eight million dollar loss in. 2017 <laughs> from mostly movie pass so yeah i mean it's it's the gamble of like kind of these like uh disruptor types of startups you know they almost always run at a loss you know because they're really banking on the investors to keep them afloat so that they can get more and more members and keep growing and keep growing and keep growing faster than any other competitor could if they were trying to make a profit so i don't know if they're going to keep doing this maybe they're just going to try to stem the losses but still have loss I don't. I don't really know. I mean, the the part of the mu- movie going experience that's broken to me is not necessarily the price, which is kind of what Movie Pass is trying to defeat. The price of going to the movies to me, it's just the the awful people that I have to sit next to. Now, I don't think that's anything Movie Pass could well, ever solve. Now, if they could, if they could guarantee me like a peaceful going movie experience, which I think is impossible, yeah, whatever. I'll give you like ten dollars a month. That'd be totally worth it. But so yeah, it's a problem that I just don't have. So one of my friends, Andrew, I think he, he listens to the show sometimes. He suggested a movie-going rating system for people. So all the <laughs> bad-rated people get have to sit together and all the good all, ones can sit together. 
Oh, I like that idea. And then, like, maybe if the if the denseness of badness is uh, high enough, just put a bubble around them. Or maybe just everybody gets their own little bubble. Like, me and my wife could go to the movie, and we could just put, like, this nice little isolation dome around us. And so we could it's just a drive-in the theater inside the theater. <laughs> exactly. You, you've got to clip off the, the, the speakers from the from the chair in front of you and oh pull it back. Oh, my gosh. In, yes, please. Your, see, what I would like, I would pay a premium for a more intimate theater experience. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, the people taking their kids wouldn't pay that premium, would they? Yeah, exactly. So, and there, there's there's some screenings out there that do like 21 plus, and that is helpful. But that just because you're over the age of 21 doesn't mean that you're not an annoying oh, no. person that whips out their phone. Like, I know this probably wouldn't work and no one would ever do this, but I would love a theater where you had to like deposit your phone into like a some sort of vending machine. And then that would let you into the movie theater. And like, I just want people dedicated to watching the movie. Like, just if your phone vibrates, just ignore it. Just, uh, I, man. Well, be I'm a normal lucky. person. I, be a normal <laughs> person when you go to the movies, okay? <laughs> That's all we want. It, it, this isn't Walmart. This is the movie. Yes, exactly. So, uh, I, I agree. I totally agree. You're not alone. A lot of people agree with you, Mike. So, yeah. Um, I would pay a premium to have a private movie-going experience for these big, bigger ones, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe the theaters will figure something out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, I think that the single best way to avoid all of this is when these big movies come out, go on Thursday night. Cause that's the crowd you want to be surrounded mm-hmm. by. They're serious about it and you're serious about it. So, so why you always got to listen to superhero slate and we'll let you know when those tickets are about to drop. That's right. Also movie pass doesn't sound like a good idea anymore. So don't invest <laughs> in it right now. Wait for yeah, wait go. for the next version, uh, the 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 movie flicks or, or Netflix of movie. I don't know what's next. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But for everyone who holds it, good luck and, and Godspeed. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so since it's movie time of the year, it's a Marvel movie time of year. We get about every four months we get one of these. Kevin Feige comes out of his Feige hole, and we get to, yes. get to hear a little bit about him. Um, mm-hmm. This year, he did confirm that there's no Marvel Studios presence at San Diego Comic Con this year. Uh, Chris, I'm blaming you. Uh, and this is why I'm blaming you. I know you're going to get more down into these bullet points and it's going to make total sense while we're not there, but I'm blaming you because we made a plan last year <laughs> that you were going to be showing up the Comic-Con this year with me and we were going to fight the line at Hall H and we were going to get into that Marvel panel because we were timing things out and that's where we'd be seeing the first clips of Avengers 4. And then you couldn't come, you couldn't get your badge, you just you couldn't manage it. And then now they're just like, well, if Chris isn't going to San Diego Comic Con, this this movie studio most certainly is not. So I think they follow your Twitter account, man. So I'm blaming you. Well, they, they I mean, if so, I feel honored. <laughs> if if not, well, son of a bitch. Uh, no, no, that, that that's not the reason. <laughs> no, it's not the reason. So um, they're not going this year. It's right after Aim and the Wasp. Uh, Captain Marvel's in what March of next year. We'll probably see some of it. There's no D23 this year. I think they're just kind of taking a breather and letting us assume. Let's assume the worst for Avengers Four because we yeah only I think you know the movies that are confirmed in production are Guardians Three and Spider-Man at this time. Uh, well, the thing the, the the big question that popped up in my head when I saw this news was I, I instantly thought like, oh, okay, they're just going to save the footage for probably like D23 or Comic-Con next year. Well, no, both of those things happen in July and August respectively. So that means there's not really going to be a big convention unless maybe they decide to go to New York Comic-Con, which usually is kind of held for kind of like their TV screenings. But I don't know, maybe they want to show up to New York well, Comic-Con for once with like movie footage. But maybe, so I, I'm almost expecting maybe some sort of like little Marvel 
Marvel like event or something. Well, that's that's that what gets... they did for Phase Three to begin with when they announced yeah. um, all the movies from. I believe it was Civil War all the way through what we have now, and they've had to add more. So it was their own event, and I think Marvel kind of commands their own thing. If Star Wars can have a Star Wars convention every year, uh, Marvel can have their own too, I guess. So Yeah, because we still don't have the title for Avengers 4, which is actually something we thought we would have by now, actually. So they're probably going to do some sort of press event where they announce the title, maybe show some footage or maybe some, like, concept art for people in the crowd so i guess we just got to keep our ears out and open for that and who knows if they'll announce more of their movies coming up after that i almost think that they would maybe wait until the fox deal was done and maybe tease us with something else there but they've got a well maybe um i guess they really don't have anything other than spider-man which is technically owned like still owned by sony next year um they would have their three movies a year and so we really don't they could wait until after yeah they could and not tell us, and that would be bold. That would be yeah. Super well, bold. yeah. Well, well. What else did uh, Feige say? So he also uh, just to mention Avengers four. He says the the title commotion has gotten out of hand. He's like, it's <laughs> not that like it's not as big as everyone's making. It's probably going to be disappointing now, but they just he just thinks it was a mistake to hold it back. But they they're still holding it back. So they have right. got a plan on that. So we'll see what. So I guess t- I'll. I'll do my best to temper my expectations. I, Unless he's just being a little a little uh, scrappy feige and he's just like, no, it's going to be crazy. I'm just taking it even further back from you. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to guess maybe Ant-Man and the Wasp. We might get it so people will have had time to watch this movie and, and see where that kind of goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Kevin Feige revealed his favorite post credit scene, which is the first yeah. one, Nick Fury, because it was the first. Oh, that makes sense. I, <laughs> I think I saw that question proposed earlier this week online. Like Kevin Kevin Feige reveals his favorite post credit scene. And I was like, I bet it's the first one. That's always what it is. He, you know, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to pick his favorite child, so he's just going to pick the most obvious one. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I mean, I mean that sounds good to me. I guess. I mean, it's not my favorite. I guess. What would you, what's your favorite, Mike? Oh man, my favorite post credit scene. That is a tough one. I, I'm still kind of reeling over the post credit scene from Guardians Volume Two, just because there were so many of them. I just like how many that we got. It was kind of like these fun little looks, um, kind of similar to what we got in movies in the past, where it was almost like, oh, where, what are the characters now? What are they up to? Um, and then also we got to see that Adam Warlock reveal, which is going to be cool. I'm curious to see how that's going to build in the MCU. But yeah, Guardians have been pretty good with those. Yeah, Guardians I, th- I think is good. Um... Man, that's really tough to tell, isn't it? Like, once you sit and think about it. Well, sometimes I you just forget about them. Like, I like when I was rewatching some of these Marvel movies, like last week in preparation for Infinity War. Like, I was like, all right, hunkering down, the movie's over, time for those post credit scenes. I was like, I don't even remember what post credit scenes attached to this movie. So I would like wait around. It was like, oh yeah, it's this one. Oh yeah, this is the one where we you get know, to see. <laughs> I, I think the biggest one for me that 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 has the most questions is probably Doctor Strange's. Um, oh yeah, we don't really know what Mordo's up to, do we? Yeah, so and uh, to see what he's doing with when he said no more magic, so uh, that one's pretty. That one's up there. Or Thor, the first Thor, like or at the end, it's Iron Man two where you see Thor's hammer. Yeah, that's a good. That's one. a good, good feeling. Good old Coulson. Yep. And then he also says the shawarma uh, in credit scene is simply because it was able to happen because they did not film that until like a week before the premiere. <laughs> so uh, I love that. That's that's really cool. Uh, Feige also says the horror genre might be next for the MCU, and that's that's Ooh, okay. I like that. I think that would be Doctor Strange, too. 
maybe? Ooh, yeah, I would like that. I think I would I would be down for that. I mean, like some interdimensional demons and stuff. Like, what was that old Scooby-Doo with, like, the 13 ghosts and they had to go chase them down <laughs> and put them back in the box? Uh, kind of do that yeah, with Doctor Strange. Oh, man. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, that uh, Also, the character Namor does not have clear-cut rights with Universal on the film, so we don't... Even though Fox, if Fox deal goes through, Hulk and Namor still kind of are in the gray area because of Universal owning the rights to those. So, man, Disney will just punch Universal with like a stack of money. They should be like, give us our character back. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just distribution rights, and that that could get a lot of money. So hopefully, hopefully they figure it out. But I would, I honestly don't want to see a Hulk solo movie anymore. I like his team up movies, really good. So. Yeah, uh, I'm down with that. Captain Marvel is coming out, uh, I believe, March of next year. We we, we talked about uh, earlier, and we've got our first look. We've talked about this many times of Nick Fury on set with Brie Larson, set in the 1990s. Yeah, and he's got some very special uh, dots on his face. He does. <laughs> so on this Twitter link here, I mean, I didn't see the note on the dots. You saw the note on the dots, and I just looked at his face. I'm like. Oh, that motherfucker's got some dots on his face. So I started going through the pictures. I'm like, oh, yeah, right down the middle. This guy is going to have some de-aging effects going on him because yeah, but he looks you old. You know what is, what is crazy, though? Like, these are just, like, set photos from just somebody that was probably behind a barrier with a long lens. Like, when he's, like, clean-shaven, clean-cut, like, he looks a lot younger just than Nick Fury that we see in the movies. So I thought they were going to have to go through, like – not trying to say Sam Jackson is just like some sort of old wrinkly bag or something like that, but I thought they would have to do somewhat significant CG to his face. But looking at him from these like set photos, he's looking pretty good already. I was actually pretty shocked. So uh, maybe it'll be a little bit easier to to uh, liven up his face. But I like that this is gonna hopefully keep him in the movie a little bit more than maybe just like an opening sequence like we saw in Ant-Man where it was just, you know, maybe like five minutes of people de-aged and it probably cost them millions of dollars to do it. Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this movie. They got a Snapchat uh, mainly be- filter on them that's doing it now. <laughs> yeah. Like I think, uh, I mean, there's so many questions, especially after Infinity War and you know how this dovetails into the next Avengers movie because they're literally only like maybe like six seven weeks apart or something like that. So well, uh, yeah, I think I think the important thing is here. He Fury is still dressed up like Coulson would be. He's just an agent of Shield here. He's, oh yeah, that's a good. point. He's not the director. He's got the. He's even got the uh, the the Coulson haircut going on. The, mm-hmm. the the Shield haircut. Brie Larson is still in her green suit. So really excited to see the colors pop on that. They say we're going to see the colors. I believe them. Yeah. Um, really excited to see that. Brie Larson does look good as Captain Marvel. I, I gotta say, I really look forward to see her fight and punch some people in space. So yeah, these, uh, these set photos are doing her a little bit more justice than the other ones. I don't know if it's just the lensing or the distance or maybe the fit of the suit is a little different, but yeah, I'm digging these ones a little bit more. Yeah. So we're going to get our new young Nick Fury. He's going to look good. I'm really excited to see where Captain Marvel goes. I, I'm, I gotta say I'm a little more excited than Ant-Man and the Wasp on it, but simply because I think Ant-Man and the Wasp might be a little predictable. I want to be surprised. <laughs> I want to be very surprised, but you never know. Captain Marvel's yeah. going to, I think, smash all expectations. Mm-hmm. Black Widow, speaking of female characters in Marvel, they're looking for a female director for the film. Um, no surprise there. Yeah, um, be- might as well. It worked I mean, for it Wonder Woman. Uh, we love Wonder Woman, right? It's a good movie. Um, Jessica Jones is all female directors. But uh, Marvel Studios has met with uh, directors Denise Ergovin. Uh, she's Turkish. She did a movie called Mustang. Chloe Zhao, who did The Writer. And uh, I think it's Ama Asante. These are all 
very foreign language names. Uh, <laughs> he did a movie called The United Kingdom and uh, other ones. So they're really getting down. If they're meeting with all these directors, they are serious about this movie. So Yeah. I mean, the only time I've really not enjoyed Black Widow that much was in Age of Ultron, but I don't think that was really her fault. I think it was just the kind of role that they gave her in the movie. So uh, I think uh, at least her character was redeemed for me in Infinity War. I think she's like extra levels of badass in that movie, and it's very believable. Like, you know, we've been with these characters for such a long time. Like, by the time they get to this movie, like, they've been uh, they've been practicing for a while. They've had lots of experience out there in the battle field so black widow's just gotten more and more badass as the years have gone on so uh, yeah i'm looking forward to see her kick some butt yeah because i think she, i mean iron man 2 is probably my least favorite because she was more eye candy in that one and just was like there as a plot device uh mm-hmm. because even in age of ultron you may not like her scenes with bruce but i mean when she was facing ultron in south korea that was still really cool her riding the motorcycle around and doing all that stuff so um yeah i'm excited to see a black widow film uh hopefully they'll get some announcements sooner or later but they're actively doing it mike i think i think we could see this maybe 2020 by by Ooh, this rate that would be cool yeah yeah so that that would be cool and i don't need a i don't need a trilogy of black widow films i think i think yeah. a nice solo film telling whatever story they need to would be great maybe setting up some future marvel stuff with if, if they're doing a history of her mm-hmm. so that's cool with me Spider-Man Homecoming 2, because we need a new title for this movie ASAP. (laughs) Kevin Feige says that casting videos that were online about these uh, international women um, characters have been completely out of context, and they do not confirm a femme fatale lead for the sequel. Um, So that's cool. I mean, they they, they really do throw people off when they do casting announcements. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, actually. Yeah. Um, I just can't trust. I can't, I not maliciously, but I feel like it's super hard for me to trust Marvel lately just because the, uh, the tra- even the trailers that we get now don't really match up with the movies, not really in a bad way, but they're always just trying to throw you off because they know how important it is to keep what they're working on secret. So you always just got to look around the corners a little bit, look beyond the, the smoke screen. Like Feige, what are you doing? If you're saying these aren't the femme fatales, what are you hiding behind? Really? What's actually, happened with spider-man what are you trying to distract me from yeah i mean it could have just been like they set it up like that they're looking for maybe another character but maybe not a lead character mm-hmm. or something like that i don't know like there's a plenty of ways they could have done that i i always think of things like what if before the first spider-man movie came out uh, homecoming we got reports of just like oh captain america was seen on set in costume uh in studio for spider-man cap confirmed for spider-man it's just like well no he was actually just there recording that little psa for the students in gym class and mm-hmm. just like oh, okay that makes sense so now i try to use that like context of just like maybe these famous fatal casting photos were there but who knows they could have just been casting like somebody for like a dancer in the background or something maybe he goes to the red light district or like something you know movie movie <laughs> like they're making a little fake movie in the movie and they, they yeah. that's who it is so. yeah exactly um but also you did say that there's a global villain global it's a global film that will not just be in new york with a villain mm-hmm. that will play into that nicely i'm thinking mm-hmm. craven the hunter mike this is someone we've never seen before yeah i mean that would make sense globally um I would almost think you got to throw a little extra villainy in there some way. You know, I don't know if you get like, I don't know if Peter dispatches Craven and maybe Mysterio by the end of the movie, but I really want to see Mysterio at some point. So 
it's hard for me to believe Craven would hold down an entire movie. That's almost to me kind of like imagining like Ulysses Claw would be an, a villain but, for an entire movie. You but know? they they were able to use Vulture as a villain for an entire movie, though. Yeah, but I think he worked really well. I mean, he's kind of like one of those uh, big villains. He's got big on-screen superpowers. Well, that, this superpowers, version is, but, you know, but the technology. comic book version is an old guy in a feathered suit. <laughs> well, they can make that look cool back then. I think but. I think they can do Craven. I think I think Craven would be fine. Because I think he's playing a chess game. It's not just him versus Spider-Man the whole time. Mm. Uh, Maybe they would throw in somebody like, um, oh, God, what was his name? He's like the the scientist that uh, makes the Spider-Bots. Uh, oh, his name? Smith, Smith, Alistair Smith. Smythe, like, like yeah, a Smythe. Yeah. I think it's Smythe. Like something like that, I think that kind of duo would be cool. I, see, yeah, I, I don't want I, two I, villains I would... anymore. Every time they had two, we got <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. So Nah. This is, the, this is the MCU, though. I think maybe we can trust them. But I would almost expect maybe the Shocker comes back. No. Um, no. Did he, was he, he wasn't dispatched in the first one, wasn't he? I mean, one of them was. <laughs> well, yeah, one of them was, but uh, I, I don't, either way, yeah. Craven. But yeah, I agree. Craven does work really well into that global context because the, Craven's been all over the world. The other one I can think of is a character called the Chameleon, who can look like anybody. He, oh, he wants to. yeah, I remember that character. But that's just kind of we've seen Mystique in the movies for years now, so we've kind of seen what well, that power well, can it, do. It, so. It's not a power; it's more of a skill set where he can blend yeah. in and become anybody. Uh, I mean, I could if it's going global and he's dealing with maybe heist or something like that. It could be. I, I just don't. Ooh, I just don't want Chris, Mysterio. You said, you said my favorite word. I love heist movies. I don't want to <laughs> see Mysterio play second fiddle to another villain. That's my only concern. I want. To, I want a Mysterio as the main villain film. So Ooh, maybe that'll be our. Maybe that'll be our third one. We can only hope, Mike. Sony may be around for a little bit longer. It looks like because they got some money last year Mike. <laughs> i didn't think they will jumanji and spider-man pushed the studio to a 376 million dollar profit in 2017 good job sony i mean maybe that'll be enough for that new ceo of uh sony global or whatever you want to call it um i think he just kind of took over the reins either this month or starting next yeah. month uh maybe he'll look at that ledger again and he'll be like okay maybe i don't want to sell off this movie studio well but <laughs> it, in 2016, they had a 719 million loss, so they haven't evened out quite yet. Yeah. I, okay. That. Okay. So maybe we're, <laughs> we're putting the cart before the horse. If, there, if but, you, you uh, put it in context, Sony made a profit this year, but you got to look at how much they tanked the year before. Yeah. Either way, it seems like Sony has learned how to deal with Marvel. And maybe not so much Universal yet. Universal, I guess, has kind of technically different rights. But uh, Sony's just like Sony should just like go out to coffee with Universal, just sit down, have a nice drink, and just be like, "Hey, man, listen, you can make so much money if you just let Marvel use the Hulk however they want. You know, just sign on the dotted line. We get like you know fifty percent or whatever, so much money back, and it, it's working out really great here. So. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> but I guess that's also if you want a Hulk solo film, which again I don't. So I'm I'm okay teaming my Hulk up for a little while. So <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I didn't realize this until I saw the movie for the second time. This is not a spoiler at really at all. But uh, I didn't realize Mark Ruffalo had so much chest hair. So if you wanted to see how much chest hair Mark Ruffalo has, go, you'll get to see it. Go look at his beard more. from the red carpet event. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a fuzzy face, so it all works out. Um, 
also Sony Pictures. There's CinemaCon going on this week, Mike, and a lot of the stuff yeah, comes from CinemaCon. I didn't know CinemaCon was a thing until this week. So much stuff came out of CinemaCon, and I was like, it's a new thing? Like, did they want to get all this stuff out and didn't want to wait for Comic-Con? What's the deal? Well, CinemaCon's movies in general, it just so happens a lot of comic book movies showed up there. <laughs> so uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was there, and they confirmed the Ooh. three villains of the movie. Mike. <gasps> Tell me. Oh. I mean, I know I can read it. <laughs> Ultimate Green Goblin. Ooh. Yep. I he, like that. He looks good. The Kingpin. Okay. And the Prowler. Yeah, and, we saw the we saw the Prowler in the trailer. And so, if you're not uh, familiar, the Prowler is the uncle to Miles Morales. Um, ooh. I forget his name. It's his uncle. So it's a I, personal I, villain. I like these. I mean, I've been wanting to see the Ultimate Green Goblin on the big screen for a while. Um, I kind of thought maybe we'd see it in live action first, but you know that you no, know, this is cool. If you're not familiar, Ultimate Green Goblin is basically just like kind of like this hulked out abomination type creature Jekyll and Hyde situation. I don't really remember if he has a glider at all in the Ultimate Universe. Uh, not Maybe you would know better. The Ultimate Universe, no, but the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon gave him one. But that's a little, that's mm-hmm. a little, that was a whole different thing. Yeah. Like he re- I got this- retained his intelligence there, but in this one he's uh, more like. Big Hulk got horns coming out of his head. He's got like fire abilities, like he can like light mm. up his body with fire. So, yeah, Very I got goblin-y. to see this. I got to see this trailer uh, just recently again in front of a movie. I can't remember what it was. It, it may have been Infinity War on Thursday. I don't remember, but yeah, it just I keep forgetting this movie is coming out, and it just gets me excited every time. I love that kind of faux stop motion look to it, hyper visualized when he's like jumping off the cars in the trailer with like the comic book transitions and stuff like that. It's just like everything I could have ever wanted in a Spider-Man animated movie, they gave it to me, which you can go back. You can find the podcast where we we got the first news that this was going to be a thing. And you could probably hear me saying, this is a, this is a horrible idea. This is stupid. Six months like, ago, Sony was not <laughs> in our good books. Yeah, but now, like, I am on board. I'm really looking forward to this being, like, a whole, like, animated thing because I thought that's what was going to come out of Big Hero 6. And no, that just ended up being a TV show and we're not really going to see anymore. Oh, but, oh, man, if somehow Big Hero 6 could dovetail into this, ooh, Chris. Mm. Well, they, they totally <laughs> could do more Big Hero 6 because um, How to Train Your Dragon has a TV show in between uh, movies as well. So mm-hmm. it could totally work. However, in the Into the Spider-Verse, we know it's Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man, as the main one. We find out Peter Parker did exist but died at age 26 in this universe. Oh, poor Peter. And there's more to this story. I'm not telling anybody, but it is going to be interesting seeing how they weave all this together. I'm really excited about this movie, Mike. So, Oh, me too. It, We're definitely going to be spoiler casting this one. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a highlight of this winter. That's, that's definitely I think it's a December, so... So we're good to go. In a turn of wild events, Mike, we are <laughs> we have a Venom, the first official trailer, not a teaser, for Venom. And I agree that this should be the first trailer you watch for Venom uh, <laughs> by a long shot. We got it dropped. We leaked last Sunday. We leaked a little shot of it on our Instagram. And then the full trailer dropped like at midnight my time. And we've watched it since then, Mike. We watched it right before here. What do you think? We haven't really talked about this a whole lot, but what do you think? There's there's uh, pros and cons in the trailer for sure. So I'm trying to put everything with a grain of salt because it is a trailer. And like we said, Sony has started to come back into our good graces, you know, with Spider-Man Homecoming and this trailer for the Spider-Verse. So trying to have the best outlook here. So things I like about the trailer. First of all, they got Venom perfect like he looks exactly like venom that it's exactly what i it's exactly suit, what i want man that suit reveal too where it comes over Ooh. his head 
and the teeth yeah. mashed together with the tongue out and everything. It just looks so yeah great. Yeah, it's sick. And if you and if you like, you know, all the superhero stuff like on social media, every once in a while you'll come across like people trying to like tweak the designs to how they should have been. And you know, the the tweaked version of this Venom looks a lot like what the original was. Like someone just like curved the eyes a little bit at the outer edges and put a little bit more drool around it. But like this is almost comic book Venom uh, I, I, right off the page. I do have to say, if you watch closely at the end where he reveals himself, you can see like the 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 black little uh, wisp in his eye, the whites of his eyes. It's all moving. Like it's not a static oh. costume either. Like it's yeah, all like and it's like a very I guess a fluid like look to mm-hmm. it. And if you track down this trailer in 4K, you can kind of see some of the white patterning just going through his suit in general. So I think we might see some sort of design or pattern on his chest. I, I don't I can't imagine it would be a spider because he the the symbiote has not been on a Spider-Man yet. So it wouldn't make any sense to have any any sort of design there. Uh, but but we'll see. So other things I liked was I kind of like these weird moments where Tom Hardy is in the trailer kind of talking to himself. He almost seems like a little schizophrenic and crazy. He's like, no, 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 we can't do that. That's not a good idea. Then you hear like the Venom conscious kind of talking to him. Like that actually kind of worked for me because it was just kind of weird and it just fit this weird kind of tone of the movie that we're going with. Uh, I want to know who's doing the voice because that voice is creepy and is deep and raspy. Uh, Mm -hmm. They nailed the voice on, on, if I was like, oh, what's Venom sound like? Oh, that's that guy. It's this guy right here. Yeah. <laughs> so, and if I had to pick out things that are kind of bugging me, I know it's just kind of surface and maybe they could fix this with ADR, but like the, there's a person in the beginning of the trailer that's, that's pronouncing it symbiote, like a lot of emphasis on the I, and I think most people call it like symbiote. You know, I know it's just all inflection, but it's just like, I think you really want to nail that right when you're talking about your trailer for your movie. So, and then they say it twice, like really close together. So hopefully this isn't like a symptom where everyone's saying it like this. So I I guess we'll find out. Um, And uh, some of the tendrils, like friend of the show, Quentin Parker, when we had that leaked footage going around, he's like, Oh, I got to see the tendrils. I got to see the tendrils. So we do get those in the trailer, but there's a scene in that. I don't really like where Tom Hardy's like going over like a hill and he loses his grip on his motorcycle and it's falling away from him but then like these these black tendrils come out and grab it and bring the motorcycle back to him and i was like i don't know it just looked kind of cheesy it didn't look bad i was just like i wasn't really digging that specific scene but i have a feeling it's not going to be like that the whole movie so yeah so mixed a mixed bag this should have been the first trailer (laughs) yeah so uh, a lot of the scenes from the first trailer have been added and upgraded with those tendrils and Mm -hmm. the suit so they're obviously working on this. They're revealing it slowly to us. Uh-huh. I think a takeaway is here: there's multiple symbiotes in this, or symbiotes. If you look it up, it's actually pronounced both ways. So Mike's nitpick is it can go <laughs> not in my house, Chris. Yeah. not in my house. So, um, but there are multiple ones. You see multiple people infected that they're testing it with in the life uh, life foundation, and there's also some of the uh, reveal shot showing multiple goo vials at the beginning as well. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Gotta love that goo. So I think we're still going to see the other uh, symbiotes play into this of different personalities. There's a spaceship landing, so they're come from space. Uh, I do love the tendrils. Even though Quentin may, I don't know if he likes them or just wants more of them, uh, as they're revealing more, I do like what we've seen so far. That it comes off of them and hits the people. It looks really cool. That's how I would imagine a symbiote suit on Eddie when he's not fully revealed. Um, mm-hmm. that's just really cool. I, 
I'm very excited for this movie now. Yeah. And it's hard to say that sometimes out loud yeah. because they have yeah. messed this character up so hard before. <laughs> and also the really weird thing that we keep forgetting, or at least I keep forgetting, it's rated R. So this is this has the possibility to get really bud- bloody and it's brutal. It's to be rated. The plan was R. If it changes, though, don't hold us to that. So Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, it, yeah, I mean, geez, I just... That's just fun. I actually saw the original. Jeez Louise. We saw the original <laughs> Venom trailer before uh, Infinity War, and it was kind of disappointing to me because I was like, I really want the new one. Because you can yeah, see we're like, ah, oh, there was tendrils there now. Like, this is, this is much cooler. So, um, yeah. So, Sony, Man, that's pretty good. I'll, yeah. Tweet at us with our tendril count. How many times did we say tendril this episode? At least 10. <laughs> Droll times. Oh, okay. Yeah, you set yourself up there. Uh, On to the next thing, Chris. I can't. I can't do this with you. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Morbius, the living vampire movie, is was was apparently in Sony's wheelhouse uh, last year. Uh, Antoine Fuqua, who did Magnificent Seven, was approached by the studio to helm this movie, but he passed on it, and we've not heard anything. No one has heard anything since then. So this movie may be like silver and black, where Sony's like, we're just going to delay it indefinitely. Good. Good, 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 yeah. good, 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 good. Keep your solo weird uh, standout movies close to the chest, and keep them close to Spider-Man's wheelhouse. You know, eventually, I want these characters to circle back around to the MCU because yes, Venom is made by Sony, but Venom is a Spider-Man character, oh. so technically, he's in the MCU. No, but yes, yes, um, he is. No, he I, is indeed. Stop that. Uh, you're going to confuse everybody. Uh, the, I forgot the Venom trailer now says in association with Marvel, which was the first time we've actually seen that. So we don't know mm-hmm. where it stands in terms of MCU because everything else has just had the regular Marvel um, mm-hmm. logo for Marvel characters. So this in association with Marvel is brand new. We're going to see how it plays off because I think this and I guess the distribution rights for it would be the only movie left after Fox is bought up. That's I guess studio that still has that. Marvel rights, so uh-huh. we're gonna see how that plays out. But Morbius, I would like to see him in a Venom sequel if they were to bring him in and then you know bring it into the MCU together because I Morbius really isn't that interesting of a character at the end of the day. He's, I mean, he's like a vampire. I mean, there's cool things about vampires, but like I'd rather see like a Blade reboot or something yeah, than well, a put Morbius him, movie. Put him in, put him in with Blade then. I mean, like, oh yeah, that would be sweet. Yeah. Like, I can already see it. They they announce Blade as a movie or maybe even as like a as like a TV show on their Disney streaming app. We get the first reveal trailer and, you know, we see Blade like cutting up a bunch of vampires. That's cool and all. And then we get the second trailer for it. And then that's where you see Morbius teased. And then the internet explodes and they start freaking out. So that's what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, if whatever you got to do, you got to do, but I would put Morbius in a, in a Blade movie if they're going to deal with vampires. So yeah, that'd be just cool. makes sense. Deadpool 2, we've got some reveal on Julian Dennison's character, the the kid, if you will, uh, in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a promo on Twitter has revealed his name is Hot Stuff, um, <laughs> which is really, I think it's a joke, play on words, but also, like, if you have you seen Hunt for the Wilder People? Uh, no, I haven't. You should probably watch that. That character's in it. It's also Taika Waititi's film before Thor, so mm. um, I don't think it lives up to the hype, but it's still a good movie all around. But um, the character, his name is Hot Stuff. There's no Marvel character tied into that. I, we've tried to find it. doesn't work. doesn't look out. So I um, guess that's what we got to call him. At least he's not Pyro, like, I guess. Sounds like a Hot Wheels car. I'm down. Yeah, or like, you know, some sort of like stripper name, I guess. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Hot Stuff. Um, But in good news for Deadpool, X-Force has officially entered pre-production, Mike. Hey, there you go. And a 
It is described as a black ops force of down and dirty mutant warriors who are far more ruthless than their X-Men counterparts. Oh, it's funny how they say X-Men counterparts, uh, that they're alluding to that there should be X-Men still out there in the universe. Well, this is not so. an official synopsis. <laughs> this is just a description of the movie. Like, this is someone saying, Here, here's what X-Force is if you had no inner, like no idea what it is. Um, oh, okay. Domino, played by Zazie Beats and Cable, of course, Josh Brolin, are to return in the film and will release mm-hmm. is next year. They're shooting for next year release with yeah, filming I- in October. Yeah, it's weird that this movie is called X-Force because when that Deadpool 2 trailer came out a couple weeks ago, they specifically, I think they even say X-Force yeah. in the trailer, right? So it's just kind of like, well, what's the difference between Deadpool 2 and the X-Force movie? Are they just getting different costumes and maybe officially becoming a team? I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> I mean, my assumption is that the X-Force, I mean, who knows how long these characters are going to live in Deadpool 2 um, because it is Deadpool 2 and they can be like, yeah, we've got all these really like CD list characters were like, yeah, we're just going to kill them off real quick because it's all a joke. And then maybe cable and Deadpool put aside their differences and make an X force to handle other things. I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But, um, I mean, we've talked about the, the Fox movies wrapping up. This is not one of those movies wrapping up. So again, it could put into the notion that Deadpool exists outside of the X-Men universe as we know it and can mm-hmm. easily run into the MCU or just exist alongside it without, making more references but it doesn't have to be like oh deadpool's in the avengers now kind of thing so yep that is the beautiful beautiful point of being a a deadpool Uh, in any sort of fashion or universe you can just cross over very easily ryan reynolds did share a letter of uh deadpool getting rejected (laughs) by tony stark for the avengers on twitter today so yeah i saw that he just said like it was like one line it said absolutely not or something no absolutely not go bother professor x and it said no again so, uh, that, that was really fun. They have good. They have a good time. Ryan Reynolds is good. Did you see him also uh, singing uh, in Hugh Jackman's like hotel room in his Deadpool suit this week? Uh, whoa, no, I didn't. Hugh Jackman's like wishing someone a happy birthday or it was his birthday or something, and then he was singing. But there's like you hear someone singing in the background. You like he moves the camera over, and it's Ryan Reynolds in his Deadpool suit in Hugh Jackman's hotel room, like <laughs> awesome. messing up his stuff. Which makes me think, why is Hugh Jackman with Deadpool? Mm. cameo I'm hoping for a cameo uh, a real life cameo this time none of that magazine face shit they did in the last one <laughs> Dark Phoenix has dropped the X-Men Ugh. from his name Mike why'd you have to say the D word Chris I gotta say it it's in, it's in the news it's gonna happen we can't <laughs> avoid this one's one we can't avoid Gambit we can probably avoid this one is unavoidable however the they have dropped the X-Men name from it so they have they're not calling X-Men Dark Phoenix anymore they're oh. just calling it Dark Phoenix, and if you see from this logo revealer at CinemaCon, the X has like an X-Files look to it, and Ooh. that's where they're focusing the X-Men part of this on. So, All right, February 14th, right below it. So weird seeing this movie come out in February, a month that has been kind of slotted for kind of rated R, weird kind of counter-programming movies to kind of go against those Valentine's Day love oh, movies. Oh, I mean Black Panther. Well, well, yeah, I'm saying it's different nowadays. You're but, just not, um, you just don't like seeing bad movies in February is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. I want February to be a fun month to look forward to. You know what? I'm just, you know, this is going to be, we talked about this a little bit the other week. If this is going to be the last X-Men movie, hopefully it syncs back up with X1 and we can just have this nice, perfect circle and at least leave the theater with a slight smile on my face. You know what the people are saying, right? 
This is the last X-Men movie from Fox. You can't hold anything back now. <laughs> Chris, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, they, they had this, there's another piece of paper they handed out that just said Dark Phoenix. So they are disassociating themselves with the X-Men name as we get closer to Disney buying them out. So right, we may not right. have, we don't, we, I mean, the next official X-Men title movie may be from Marvel. So um, that's interesting to think about. Uh, DC Films got some news here from CinemaCon as well. I just want to go through this a little really quickly because we have nothing from it other than reports. The Aquaman got footage screened, and apparently there's no air bubbles underwater. But they can talk without air bubbles underwater, so that's cool. Okay, that's good to know. Um, the characters look like their comic book versions, like Black Mana and uh, Ooh, I forget yes. the other person. Um, oh. I forget the, the, the main villain going up against... Uh, Aquaman. He apparently looks really much a lot like the character he's supposed to look like. And um, oh, man, I'm it, hoping Black Man look just looks sick. He's got to look. Awesome. They said it looks pretty good, so I'm excited to see. Cool. They did some previs stuff. I'm really excited to see the end version of this footage. Mm-hmm. Um, Shazam had some behind the scenes footage showing Zachary Levi having fun. Um, apparently, he was recreating the scene from Big in it because <laughs> right. it's about a kid getting the powers of a god and turning into like a fully grown man. So it's like Big. Mm-hmm. Will that make it into the movie? Eh, I don't know. We'll see. But they did it. And Wonder Woman 2 is officially set in the 80s for coming up. So You know, that's going to that's gonna be a good setting for uh, Cheetah uh, coming into it. Because, uh, you know, if you're going to be in the 80s, everything back then was kind of leopard print anyway. So that might work out in, that, in their favor. In the 80s? I mean, I'm still rocking it today. <laughs> so, there's some DC films. We don't have a lot. They're kind of gone radio silent. So um, we're going to have to wait on them to give us some news. Dumbo got his first look from the upcoming Tim Burton live action adaptation. They're knocking him out of the park at Disney, so hopefully they do good here. But here's our Dumbo with the big ears. Um, I believe it's a real background with just a CGI elephant. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. tell Mike. Uh, it, it's a, it's an off screen shot. It's not the perfect thing, but does that look like a Dumbo to you? I mean, it looks like an elephant with big ears. I mean, uh, the Tim Burton name doesn't sell me as much as it did in the past when we were kids. So the fact that he's making a Dumbo movie isn't really selling me. So uh, I, I wasn't a big Dumbo kid growing up. I think I've maybe seen the movie like once. I don't even really recall what happens in it. So he can fly with uh, those ears. I, <laughs> I mean, I the Disney already has me sold on um, Winnie the Pooh. That movie just looks so sweet. It looks so just saccharine. Did, I'm just gonna smile the whole time did, like a warm blanket. Did you see the photos of Tigger and Piglet and Eeyore? Yes, I did. It made me want to see it even more. Like I, I immediately sent those pictures to my wife in a text message. <laughs> I was just like, I can't send this to my adult male friends but i'll send this to my wife and i just the caption was these characters look so cute <laughs> you can send it to me mike i won't judge you uh, okay <laughs> uh, so there's dumbo from CinemaCon. stranger things also kicked off pre-production or production on season three this week as well um okay so for stranger things i don't think it'll make in time for this year mike i think we have to wait till 2019 for the premiere yeah, that, I mean, those kids are going to start growing up pretty quickly, so I hope they can adapt to that. I, it was kind of weird because I feel like we're getting into this notion of like these really big budget, really cultural defining TV shows might just end up taking 
uh, middle years off. I mean, we see it with Game of Thrones. Obviously, it's the very last season, so it feels a little unique. But if Stranger Things feels like it's okay, um, I mean, Westworld just came back after a year off. Well, it's um, more like a, with it's a more year like gap. eighteen month production cycles rather than twelve month production yeah. cycles. So. It's just like I, I know it's like it's hard to make TV shows and turn them around that fast. So it's it's only going to be better quality. Like I'm, so I'm not mad that it's taking a while, but I'm curious if this is going to be like the new thing. Like I haven't seen this new Lost in Space show on Netflix yet, but it looks like it's really high budget. And if people really like it, maybe that's a type of show that I'll also need like a year gap to make more episodes because it just costs a crap ton of money. When did Legion season one come out? I gotta look uh, this up Legion now. Se- uh, it was twenty seventeen. It was it was it was yeah. a year. It was a year. Okay. Um, it was February. It was a little over a year, but yeah. Okay, great. I just want to make sure I wasn't I wasn't off on that. So yeah, gotcha. I mean that's cool. I mean that's that's cool. But that brings us to the next point of Netflix. There's some new research out for net from for Netflix, showing uh-huh. that the most popular program on Netflix is sci-fi shows. Mike. Uh, yeah, that's right. Bow down to your nerd overlords. That's right. Uh, <laughs> such as Stranger Things, Altered Carbon, mm-hmm. Mute, Cloverfield Paradox, Annihilation, and Lost in Space. <laughs> now, while n- not all of these are good choices... Yeah, that's why I'm laughing because it's like, okay, first thing good. Okay, uh, 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 People are watching them because they're on Netflix. So yeah, that's um, true. It, you don't have to go buy a ticket to see Cloverfield Paradox when you've already paid your $8 for the month. Or yes, whatever. please do not give that movie any more money. Yeah. If, if there's a way you even could. <laughs> um, Annihilation is okay. I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's really cool they're doing all that. Um, I, I, would, would, I wonder if superheroes fall under sci-fi. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they would have to. I mean, I know they're buying rights from other like comic book worlds and authors and stuff because uh, eventually they're going to be pushed out of the Marvel business. I mean, we're getting more of Marvel shows. We're getting like Luke Cage later this year, and then who's after Luke Daredevil Cage? Is it Daredevil season three, Iron yeah, Fist season and, two, and Jessica Jones season three, yeah, and Punisher and season like, two. I, yeah, and like those are supposed to be in the MCU. And still, no spoilers here, but we all know. Uh, there's lots of craziness that happens in Infinity War. I'm still curious how these TV shows are going to dovetail into it because we got a whole another year until another Avengers movie. So, uh, like, I guess you just got to backdate all of these shows uh, before Infinity War to kind of just eh. unless you want to deal with some ramifications. I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see how this all plays out in the end. But I mean, I'm okay yeah. with I'm okay with my Netflix shows not really touching it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how we got to wait. That's that's really all yeah. we can do at this point is just wait. So we'll we'll check that out, but I mean that's cool. I mean, uh, I haven't I haven't really turned on my Netflix in a while, so I need to go back in. Oh, we we watch a lot of other stuff. Um, on demand stuff is a little easier for us right now, so we're watching all of that. Well, well, they don't care. They're getting your money, and you're not using their bandwidth. So that's <laughs> true. Um, but we are we are in a we are in a new TV season. We got Legion and Westworld and a bunch of other stuff. So it's a it's a hard to watch Netflix when new shows are coming out. You want to watch. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Resistance is a new animated series coming from Disney um, this fall, and it'll focus on the era before The Force Awakens and after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who plays Poe Dameron, I forget his name, and the actress who plays uh, the Chrome Stormtrooper, Gwendolyn Christie, will be doing voices for this show. So I, oh, I cool. expect Captain Phasma and Poe to show up in it. Um, but I, I don't know what to expect from this, other than this one screenshot we have of it. Yeah. I think I saw a little bit of reports that the the creator of this show uh, is really infatuated with the idea of like dog fights and aerial battles. So that kind of makes sense why you're kind of seeing one of the is that an X wing that's in the title? Yeah, or it's a sideways X wing. 
Yeah, and it's yellow for some reason. So I think we're going to get a lot of aerial stuff in there. But uh, is it 2D or 3D? I don't remember. Is, this is two-dimensional, two it looks like. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But, yep, you can always expect that there's going to be uh, Disney uh, cartoon shows for uh, Star Wars. I really, I'm really surprised <laughs> they're not putting this on their streaming service, but maybe they're saving that for their live action, their bigger budget one. Because if this is just yeah. generic 2D, kind of like the the Tangled and the Big Hero 6 movie that came out, they I mean, they might be saving that for the Disney Channel, and the mm. streaming service will get the nicer stuff. So Possibly. We'll take a look at that. The Watchmen uh, TV series coming to HBO is not... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that little guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're working hard on this. Apparently, the, dis- the the series is not a direct adaptation of the comic series. Uh, I think that's okay. That's totally fine with me. We don't need to see that again. Um, and the leaked descriptions don't contain any recognizable characters by fake names or descriptions, but knowing how it's run by Damon Lindelof and HBO and Watchmen, they may be throwing things off, leaking things on purpose. To throw off the sense of what they're doing. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it, it'll be curious to see where they take this because, you know, we've already had a movie with Zack Snyder and some people don't like it. I like it. Some people think it's too long. Some people don't like the ending. Some people do. So I think we've, we've had enough of those Watchmen. Uh, maybe use them, but in a different setting in this in this show. Well, I don't know how you can make a whole TV series out of that. I mean, like multiple seasons of a show. You know what I'm saying? Like they would have to build new stuff or find a way anyway. So... Yeah. Don't back yourself into the corner from the get-go. I, I'm, I'm okay with this. John Wick 3 is reporting, reportedly eyeing Halle Berry as the female lead, uh, Sophia, for the third movie. Uh, she's in touch right. for this. And apparently this her character has a small child in the film. No no dog that I've found. So, um, <laughs> All right. He always got to look for the vulnerable death there because that's really what's going to fuel John Wick. Yeah, he, he's, yeah he's, he's fueled by it. She's fueled by it. I don't know if she's a bad person or a good person. I still haven't seen the second one, so I need to I need to do that probably before. Yeah, go watch it, man. Go watch well, it. Well, now that Infinity War is out, I can. Okay, I can. <laughs> I can. I can do what I need to. Uh, Star Trek is moving forward with another movie, and it's not the Tarantino movie. Um, S. J. Clarkson, who has directed episodes of Jessica Jones and the Defenders, will direct the fourth film in the franchise. No title yet, um, but Tarantino's script is still being developed. And that this one is a follow-up to Star Trek Beyond first before they go into Tarantino's separate thing. Yeah, I think that's cool. I think I, I heard that this would be the first female director to ever touch a Star or Star Trek movie, so that's a, that's a good glass ceiling to break. So looking to see what they bring to the franchise. Uh, I don't know, like, Star Trek just doesn't have as much, like, bombastic... Uh, uh, fanfare around it as Star Wars does, so uh, maybe they can get a little creative. And they don't have to like, uh, they don't have to please the same fans, you know. Yeah, well, I think also Star Trek is lends itself more to the television series since it's where it got to start and everything is. I mean, even the new one, I forget what it's called, Discovery, is doing really yeah, well he- on CBS. Yeah. I hear it's very good. Uh, I need to watch it. Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes, but I need to catch up. Yeah, so um, that's out there. I with multiple Star Trek films in development great they need to because we've had it's been too long since beyond to uh-huh. even think about it so keep, keep more in, in and you can probably you know maybe hit hit knock it out of the park again like you did with that first one so i'm on board with this the movie glass got a poster at CinemaCon and a, a teaser but we didn't it's not leaked yet but the first promo for glass looks like we have some sort of wrestler prince from <laughs> purple rain and the green arrow 
All standing yes. together. But obviously, that's not who it is. It's um, it's Bruce Willis hiding under his little raincoat, if you remember from Unbreakable. He's a- got Samuel L. Jackson up front in his uh, purple suit, yep. as you said. And then, um, oh, God, what's his name? That's why I saved him for last. James McAvoy, and he plays yeah, the Beast. McAvoy, Or the Horde, yeah. yeah. Yeah, from Split. Split was a great movie. I love that movie. Crazy intense. Um, I don't think Unbreakable holds up. I think it's still a good movie, but it's you just got to know the time that it came out in. It's like so – it's almost – I don't want to say it's so juvenile, but it's just it's just so far behind the times of all of these superhero movies because it came out before them. So to me, I don't think it's as crazy it would have been if you saw it maybe the day or the weekend it came out in theaters. But um, I don't know. Bruce Willis, he's a – He's got mixed receptions out there in the world right now. He's He's been doing, like, straight-the-DVD movies, which is uh, not a good sign. <laughs> well, it's okay. I mean, after the success of Split, uh, I think, you know, uh, Shyamalan and Ding Dong here is, is, <laughs> might come back with Glass. I mean, uh, it's got Anya Taylor-Joy returning and another character who plays some sort of therapist because some of these people have been locked up, maybe. Um, but, I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm kind of on the other fence. Knowing when unbreakable came out i think it's it tells a movie differently than any other movie does but i also don't think it's a superhero movie it's weird because i it's not quite there yet they want you to guess if it is but (laughs) i'm really excited they're tying these all in together uh yeah it's it's like m night yeah like m night is like the only guy out there who like backed himself into like a superhero trilogy like guess what guys so with good movies uh, with good movies on accident he i mean any other movie could have been bad but he did it with the good ones thank god so yeah unbreakables yeah definitely it's not bad but yeah i i love split split's such a good movie go go watch split right now i think it might still be on hbo so yeah it's it's definitely something you need you need to rent or, or or watch Lastly, we're going to end on some nostalgia here because I know you're a big oh, nostalgia okay. sucker. Uh, the <laughs> Paramount film shows off the logo for Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And if oh that doesn't gosh. throw you back to <laughs> Sega times, I don't know what does. Oh, man. Sonic the Hedgehog in a movie. I'm assuming it's not live action. I would hope it wouldn't be because that would be so it's weird. It's hard to, to tell with that background behind the logo. Yeah, it's a, it's a very photorealistic background. But, you know, who knows? It's kind of like an off off focus slightly off tilt photo um i don't know sonic is such a weird character design when you look at him he's got just like this big he's like this top heavy hedgehog that resembles nothing of a real world hedgehog at least mario somewhat resembles a plumber you know so uh yeah i don't know sonic has always just been made fun of for so many years because they've tried to take the character into these big cinematic directions with all of these big flops of video games like sonic game after sonic game has just flopped and flopped and flopped just horribly developed and just like these high concept visual cutscenes that just seemed very weird with this very bright hedgehog so i i don't know i guess we're getting a mario movie now we're getting a sonic movie now they're probably gonna cross over and shake hands and be buddies no they won't do that nintendo <laughs> won't let their movies play with anybody else it, it, if you remember what happened last time it was not good uh for for nintendo so let's see here i'm just trying to look it's a mix of live action and cgi oh uh, wow but okay but here's the thing i mean you don't when's the last sonic game you played 
Uh, well, the thing is, I, I do have a passion for watching a lot of uh, Let's Play videos because it's kind of like an offshoot of a podcast to me. I kind of throw them in the corner of my monitor while I'm working, and I've, I've watched several series of a lot of Sonic games, and they all look very bad. So And, they, and the people playing them always comment on how bad they are, so... Uh, yeah, not first-hand experience, but the, I think if you the newer ones out Raven, have been really good. I think there's a mobile one that's like Sonic well, Dash or Sonic yeah, Mania or something like that. Yeah, th there is one that just came out, but the reason why it's so good, and I actually watched a trailer of it recently because I think they're adding some new characters to it. It was quoted as like the best new Sonic game ever. It's because it's 2D. It's like literally like the first Sonic game. That's why it's good because they went back to their roots. So, but that I'm sure the movie is going to look nothing like 2D Sonic. <laughs> no, I mean I would. I mean playing sonic 2d makes more sense i like the 3d ones and what was it there was a dreamcast with sonic adventure maybe uh, yeah the, where you had like the little like togepi things or like tamagotchis that you could grow or whatever i, I don't I, I didn't i didn't play it i just know a lot of people had it and then um mm -hmm. there's another one what the hell was it? oh sonic racing it's like mario kart but it actually was fast rather than mario kart speeds which kind of cut <laughs> along well, I would imagine that's going to be the tagline in this movie of "Gotta Go Fast" Got because I think that's his tagline. He might. He just got maybe. Maybe it's a, uh, an ad for people who need to go to the bathroom. Just gotta go. <laughs> gotta go fast. Just gotta Question go. There's no fast. Just gotta go. Uh, the cross promotion with that movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. So CinemaCon gave us a lot this week. Marvel gave us some stuff this week, and that's it, Mike. That's our show notes. We wrapped it up. We're done. Whew, man, I was looking forward to this episode. It's kind of almost like the fallout of Infinity War. What what were we going to talk about? So hopefully no one out there got spoiled. Uh, go see that movie. You'll still be safe next week. But whew, after next week's episode, I'm just going to start He's gonna the next open episode. He's going to the show with the biggest spoiler possible. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So prepare yourselves. Get ready. This is Superhero Slate that you're listening to after all. We're going to talk about this stuff. I feel like I'm a dad. Like now we're going to talk about this stuff. So you really need to be prepared. You just sit down <laughs> and we're going to, we're, you're an adult now. We need to talk about adult things like infinity. Yeah, War. So exactly. So uh, anyway, Mike, if people want to know what you're up to this week. Maybe you go see infinity War a third time. Where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to keep up with you and see when you actually get to see Infinity War for a second time, because I am shocked that you've only seen it once. I'm sure you're going to go to run and see it as soon as you can. Where can they follow you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. You can also head to my Instagram, find me at Valdan87. Posted all my pops with their pictures of the movies this week, so... You can go find them on there. See see all the, the choices I had to make. It's very hard. Very hard <laughs> choices. Uh, also head over to Comic UI, um, where, where we post our C2E2 interviews every Wednesday until we run out of them. So uh, <laughs> we're going to be doing that for a little bit. Good strategy. Good strategy. That's right. Uh, until then, Mike, if people want to know more, maybe listen to our spoiler-free version of the Infinity War review, the first 10 to 12 minutes. Where can people find more of our shows at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show here and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out that uh, Star Wars Resistance uh, uh, screen thing or any of these other official trailer links that we talked about today, you can get all of that in our show notes at SuperheroSlate.com, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to get some merch for the show, head on over to Super 
superheroslate.com slash story. We got like t-shirts over there, hoodies. Uh, depending on whatever weather or climate you live in, I hear sometimes it's still you, snowing in April. You know what? I <laughs> got I got to give a shout out to Jason, Superfan Show. He wore a Superhero Slate shirt to the Infinity War premiere. Whoa, standing ovation that's for right. me right now. That's right. I mean, I don't want to do that in front of the mic. I might scare you, but, uh, but oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but but I mean, merch is out there, man. People, people are buying it. It looks good. Yeah. If you're, if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review. Uh, I've actually seen uh, one or two reviews pop up over there on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, so I super appreciate that to you kind folks out there. So if you love the show, we love that type of feedback. We love hearing from you on YouTube and comment sections, the upvotes, the retweets. Reach out to us. We love hearing from you. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. We're gonna have to. We're gonna be tracking this Infinity War movie for the next couple of weeks. We got to see how much money it makes. So make sure you're subscribed, and we'll keep you updated. That's right. You come on back now. You hear? <laughs> All right. Whatever. We'll see you. Guys next All week. right. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Are we at the point where the Simpsons are, where we don't know if we've already done it?